What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so <laughs> My favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Heyo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey. And this is the Press Next Podcast. We yeah. back. Indeed, indeed. Welcome back. Both in our pajama bottoms, our abominable snowman <laughs> pajama bottoms. Hey, it's Christmas time in my mind. Exactly. And you know what? Shout out to one of my friends. Before we even get in there, let's wrap back to it. If you are new here, we are a podcast talks about movies, TV shows, and documentaries. Um, so welcome to the show. And if you have been here, thanks for always sticking around and being a part of our wonderful podcast. But listen, let me talk to you about the Middleton household. November 1st. We go straight from hollow happy happy Halloween spooky season spooky spooky haircut. Okay, we go enough of that. <laughs> we go straight from the spooky season to Christmas. We do every Merry year. Christmas, straight to it. But I gotta give my homegirl Brooke a shout out. Okay, you met Brooke. Brooke was like, "I need you to change your your standpoint on going straight from uh, you need to you need to put more focus on Thanksgiving." I was like, I can't. I don't even rock with Thanksgiving food like that. Like Christmas, season, Christmas is just is it, built like that. Right. What was her reasoning? She really went on this monologue, very heartfelt monologue about how we, as a culture and society, have just lost the spirit of Thanksgiving, like giving thanks. Mm-hmm. And we have a holiday that's built into where we're able to do so, and so we should really be spending the month and the time reflecting on the blessings that we have and our ability to give thanks for the things that we have. And I was like, dang, why did you have to tug on my heartstrings? So I told her that I would do better. And and I have done better this month. However, I'm still in Christmas mode. Yeah. And the things that I like about Christmas aren't even like... Commercial stuff? Yeah. Meaning like the gifts. Right. For me, it is the commercial stuff, but it's more about how, like, everyone is gearing up for this one thing, you know, like mm-hmm. all of the movies, There's a all sense of the like songs. Connectiveness. Right. Yeah. People's houses are decorated. Like, yeah. I'm rocking with you on that one. I, I like every, I mean, we all know the reason for the season. Um, you know, but I rock when everybody's doing the same thing. That's why I always say that the two week lockdown for COVID was like a terrible and great time. Like it was obviously terrible because people around the world were just dying, getting sick. Right. But it was also really unique to see how everybody in the entire world was like, was doing the same thing. Yeah. We were sat down together. Yeah. And we were trying to find different ways to connect and reach each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so there, that was very unique and kind of cool. Um, and Christmas kind of gives you a little bit of that feel where right. uh, it's connected and stuff like that. But anyway, I say I like to say you have a I only I only have on the pajama bottoms. You have a Santa knows what shirt, so you're really you're really dug in right now. It says Santa knows what's up. Oh, Santa <laughs> knows what's up. I couldn't see the bottom part of that. Um, but anyway, what's been, what's been on your TV? Mm, good question. Um, a lot of random stuff. I watched Selling Sunset season seven. You did that like on a watch party, right? Well, I did, um, I did, I watched the season and then we did a watch party for the finale. Oh, okay. That was pretty cool. Um, and then what else have I been watching? Started Miss Marvel. I did start Miss Marvel, which is really good so far, but I'm only on the third episode. Um, been watching The Golden Bachelor. I need to catch up on that so I can watch the finale of that. One Tree Hill still chugging along just a little bit at a time. That show is forever. I've really... Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, yes. That's another show that's forever. Well, One Tree Hill really is, I think, like nine seasons maybe, but I took a break. Yeah, but how many seasons? I mean, how many episodes are in each season? Yeah, 20-something. That's that's that's, that's a, a lot of, of episodes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's um, crazy. And then I've really just been watching like a lot of... Um, like Hallmark Christmas movies. You have been just random Hallmark like while Christmas I movies. Work and stuff. 
or put up the Christmas tree and the Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like there's been a lot on your screen. At least I think I've been seeing you watch a lot. You've been watching a lot more and reading at the same time, so I'm enjoying seeing you do that. You know. Yeah. For what sure. about you? Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of random stuff too because I need to add like a little disclaimer right here. You know what it says? Like, don't try this at home. You know, little mm-hmm. disclaimers that are like, this ad, this act has been done by a professional. Please uh, do not try this at home. So I watch movies in the car and Katie feels a way about this. And I know this and everybody else probably feels a way about this. I know this too. The term watch is used very loosely here. I only put on movies that I pretty much know by heart so that I actually don't have to watch them. Mm -hmm. Like I could just listen to them. It's like listening to a podcast to me. Um, But it's just also a way to like, you know, get some movies out, you know, and connect me with, um, entertainment that i haven't been connected with in a while so of course i've been watching like friday next friday uh head of state down to earth uh which are classics um malibu's, malibu's most, most wanted. wanted uh scary movie scary movie too like i've been watching all of those kind of i guess comedies too i think it's important if i do put something on in the car it's also a comedy and not like i don't even want to be lured into watching it Right. And I feel like if you're watching a a drama or a thriller or something like that, you have to actually watch the film because you may miss something. And in a comedy, the comedy is pretty much spoken out loud. So it doesn't really matter. You can put it on. Last night we put on a haunted house. Um, Katie was laughing at a part that I think that she should not be laughing at, but it's okay. She keeps laughing at it. It's funny. Um, And then what else have I been watching? Of course, football stays on a screen. Yeah, that actually is most of what we've been watching is football. Football, man. Football is football season. So that's never, ever going to stop for me. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Do you know that song? No? No, I don't think so. She's looking at me. I said, do you know that song? Yeah, but like, what is it? On Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, on Sunday, Monday. Mm, no. Okay, maybe I'm just showing my age. Maybe. But um, the only day without football is what? Tuesday and Wednesday? Yeah, but see, Tuesdays, I try to like rewatch some of the games so I can get content for uh, TikTok and social media. Yeah. So Wednesdays is really the only day I'm not really watching it. And then Thursday, uh, we, I don't really watch a lot of Thursday Night Football, to be honest with you. I'm watching the, the either the tail end or the rewatch. That's true. Thursday Night Football hasn't been that great. And then Friday and Saturday, because Friday Saturday is college. Yeah. And Sunday is NFL and the Monday Night Football. So football is going to be on the screen. But comedies have been on my screen a lot. And I have found joy in some of the older comedies because I really do think the writing was like genius back then. And really? was, if you go back and watch some of the comedies that you like loved when you were a kid or even growing up, you're going to find things that now because you're older, you actually understand a little bit more and they're even more funny. So there's a couple of jokes in a uh, scary movie in scary movie too, where I was like, that didn't hit when I was younger, yeah. but it's hilarious. It went now. over your head. Oh yeah. It went way over yeah. my head or like it didn't necessarily go over my head. I wasn't old enough to really appreciate how funny it was mm-hmm. or the the um how ironic it was for them to make that joke or right something in that situation so that was i don't know i've been, i've been enjoying a lot of comedy on the screen but we all know that right now <clears throat> at least in q4 uh so quarter four of the the year i feel like cinema has like really took off as but, far as movies that are being put out on the screen and in theaters yeah for now, and then we'll see a lull again because of the strike, which is over finally. Yeah. Um, for, for now, both. For, at least for the <laughs> Yeah, for the actors and for the screenwriters. Even though I've, I've, the screenwriter, <clears throat> the screenwriters, essentially got everything they wanted. Right. I Man, I don't it's know if the, the actors, actors did. Guild, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they did, but I'm glad that they're back. I, we went to the movies this week, and we'll talk about that today. And I'll tell you what. The movies are not dead, particularly in suburbia. Yeah. 
It was packed. It was very much so. It was packed. It was still, and we went on a Friday night too, like release night. And um, was it release night? Yeah, it was release night for other movies. Oh. So like, you know, Friday's a release night. Gotcha, gotcha. And there were teens in there, you know, going with their friends to the movies on a Friday right. night. And there were like parents. And, and I was like, man, this is, this really reminds me of like growing up. It made me, there was two ways I felt about it. One way was like, damn these kids <laughs> right i hope they're not going to my movie because if they talking to my movie i'm gonna be mad right and then the other part was really nostalgic and like oh man these are like these are the memories that i remember this is what got me into loving film like the way i love it right the right. friday nights going with your friends to the movies and y'all seeing the movie together and then going to school monday to be able to talk about the movie and you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so shout out to everybody who still goes to the theater Y'all thought the theaters were going to die after COVID, and I'm here to tell you that... They're not. They're not, and they ain't going away. Yeah, I was surprised by how busy it was, but it was good. It was it was nice to see, because again, it's that um, community, that like right. companionship, even with people that you don't know, you're all sitting there watching the same movie. Yep. And I know that some people would rather just stay at home because they don't want the inconveniences of everyone else, whether it's you know, talking during the movie or whatever. But I think it's just such a such a better experience. A thousand percent. In the theater, so. Well, you have to think about it this way, at least. At least I think about it this way, and I think that most people should. I create... These people created a, a, a piece of art, whatever it may be, entertainment, whatever, however you feel about it. They created it to be consumed one way, mm-hmm. right? They created it to be consumed in a theater. So... You watching it at home is okay. It's like, okay, you get to watch it at home. But the experience is not going to be the same because it wasn't created for you to watch at home. Yeah. Which is also why whenever you get a DVD or something else, even if you go on Amazon right now and click download the movie and watch it, what's the first thing that it says on there? Mm, don't know. This is a quiz question. If you get this one right, you know what I'm saying? Ding, 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 something ding. about widescreen. Right. Know. This has been formatted to fit your screen. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't made for your screen. It was made for a theater. The sound was created for a theater. The vision was created for a theater. For you to be able to sit. Even the way that you consume it was was made for you to be around other people. So I will always be an advocate for people going into a theater to see a film. Now, you don't have to see it on opening day if you don't want to. Sometimes it gets a little grimy out there and that's a little scary. Well, I've realized we've hit that age where we actually do like matinees. Matinees. I don't want to go. I actually kind of forgot say, it was Friday. The Friday night, it, it was nice. It was, yeah, it was cool to see. Uh, yeah. And I think it was really nice for us because we didn't go see a movie that was releasing that Friday. Yeah. If we would have went to go see Hunger Games, that would have been different. Yes, because it was going to be so many people in there. Because, okay, what movie did we go see that one time and the guy was getting a handy next to me? The I teenager. I wasn't. Yes, you was were. I you there? had to be. I think you were. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was by myself. I went opening night to a movie in Dallas. And it was like, um, it must have been a superhero movie or something like that. But it was a popular movie. It would have been popular with teens. teens. It was definitely like PG-13. So it wasn't rated R. Teens can, can get into Halloween? it. Halloween? Maybe it was Halloween. All I know is, remember the guy, I t- either I told this story or you were with me. The guy was sitting next to me and the girl was sitting on top of him. Remember that? They were like in one seat. Mm. And they sat there the entire movie. Like he was like a skinnier guy. She was a skinnier girl. He sat down and they kind of, they occupied one seat. Hmm. And by the end of it, I was like, yo, why is my boy's pants down like this? Wow. Ew. (laughs) Yeah. Disgusting. First off, they have cameras in there, sir. You gonna end and up on kids. A, yeah. You could end up on the registry. You gonna end up on the registry for uh, anyway. My point is that night I was very disgusted, not only at him but everybody. There was like a group of teens behind us that was just like talking and snickering yeah. the whole time, and they're on their phones. And I was like, "Oh my god, I made a mistake. Why did I come here Friday night? Yeah, like I, I couldn't just wait till Saturday morning at nine a.m. to go see this mug when nobody's gonna be in there." I can walk in and get my popcorn and candy and maybe a little souvenir because I'm in that souvenir age. You are. You you didn't get anything this time, though. I didn't. I saw the Taylor Swift cup there, but I wouldn't be caught dead. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Yes, you would. (laughs) 
You talk a big game. You're a Swifty. No, I said I'm, I'm Taylor Swift. I'm a Swifty adjacent. You're a Swifty. A Swift adjacent. Adjacent Swifty. Whatever that is, I'm there. I haven't moved into the Swifty category yet. She, for, in order for me to be a Swifty, I need... You're a Swifty by association. No, that, that's not how that works. That's what that's a Swifty. That's a Swift adjacent. That's what you know what I'm saying? I'm connected to you, but I connect to her. I need three of them. What she just come out with? Midnight. Midnights. I need three more midnights before I'm like a, a Taylor Swift fan. At least at least one. It's at, funny that Midnight's your favorite. Have you listened to 1989? I have listened to 1989. Hmm. Okay. I again, I just think she hit some with some big records on this one and not when I say big I don't mean like the highest selling records this is not a music podcast okay <laughs> my, my point, point is that I went to the wrong movie at the wrong time and I'm we've kind of hit that age but it was nice to be out Friday and to see it happening right yeah. to see like all the families and stuff so I enjoyed it. Now, if y'all haven't gone, y'all go. We're going to go again this week. We'll probably go twice this week, actually. There's so many movies that we want to yeah, see, Yeah, there's right? a, several movies out. We want to go see... What's the one we're going to go see Wednesday? The Holdovers. Okay, The Holdovers, yes. Which looks like an old film. Mm -hmm. It's shot, like, very old school. It looks like it... I mean, it's obviously set in, like, 70s or 80s. Right. And it's about this boarding school and this one teacher that, like, gets on everyone's nerves. And these group of kids can't go home for the holidays so they have to stay and the teacher is a chaperone and you know they prank each other and that's gonna be cool but then they become friends <laughs> thanksgiving the movie thanksgiving i want to see that yeah which is a scary movie right yes um and and i only want to see it because we always see all the other scary holiday films right mm -hmm. um i want to see oh my gosh what is the there's like four movies that just came out oh obviously hunger games just came out so i want to see the new hunger games yeah me too that should be pretty interesting but i'm glad i didn't go see it this weekend i actually didn't know it was coming out though mm -hmm. and something else coming out that i want to go see but there's like four movies so it's, it's gonna take five nights at freddy's that'll be on um i want to see that too but that'll be on uh streaming here i think like next week so i'm gonna go watch that oh really yeah, yeah, So they had it on, I was on like Peacock the other day or something like that. And it already had it on there. So I thought it was like on the streaming platform. So I hit play. And that mug said coming soon. So hmm. don't do that to Will me. you have to buy it or is it? No, I think it'll be, I think it because it came from the same studio. You know how they, remember back in the, like, I say back in the day, it was like a year ago. Where like everything would like come out in theaters for like a week. Whenever like ramping back up the theaters, it would come out in theaters for like a week, and the next week it'd be on a streaming it'd platform. Be on streaming, yeah. Yeah, because it was like it was an HBO movie anyway, or if it was like a Warner Brothers movie or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how the the Five Nights at Freddy or whatever. <clears throat> so I was looking at that. So it's added to my favorites, and I think it's supposed to come out like next week, and I'll watch that there. So that'll be that'll be cool. Interesting. But the movie that we did go watch. So as we always say on this podcast. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you don't want to spoiler, spoiler alerts, alert. spoiler um, alert. go ahead and check out a previous episode, uh, or go watch the film and come back and listen. If you have seen it, then great. We're going to talk about it. And if you are not going to watch it, then great. We're going to talk about it anyway. Um, so you ready to get started? Let's get into okay, it. Okay, here we go. This week we went to go see none other than another MCU film titled the marvels the marvels yes pg-13 100 and uh i said 100 an hour and 45 minutes so not too long directed by nia da costa does i say your name da costa da costa i have no idea she's a wonderful um director and um writer and she is a woman and so she always is um you know breaking records because she does a lot of stuff by herself right you know so shout out to her but it stars of course brie larson um uh tayana paris and oh girl uh iman yes i don't know how to say her last name but anyway if you know anything about the mcu it is captain marvel monica rambo and kamala khan so if you know let me just break down those three real kamala. quick oh i'm sorry what I call Kamala? Kamala. Kamala. My bad. She's Kamala. definitely Indian. 
Um, and she is her name is Kamala. So Carol Danvers, which is Captain Marvel, gets her powers entangled with those of Kamala Khan and Monica Rambo or Captain Rambo, forcing them to work together to save the universe. Now, where do you know these three from? You know Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel from her movie played by Brie Larson. Um, and the Avengers. And the Avengers, of course, but I think yeah. she was first introduced in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, which is technically one of the first movies in the MCU, if you watch it in timeline order mm. or chronological order. Um, and then if you're, if you know Monica Rambo, who is Monica Rambo? Okay. In Captain Marvel, she has a best friend. Remember, and then you remember the best friend's daughter. Best friend is a black woman, and the best friend's daughter is like just obsessed with Captain Marvel. Right. That's her auntie, you know. Well, she's obsessed with Carol. She's obsessed with Carol, yeah. not Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. She's Aunt obsessed Carol. with Carol. Yeah. Because Carol and, and her mom were just fighters together in the military and they flew jets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Carol ended up getting her powers. And so, uh, anyway. She grows up, Monica grows up to be this wonderful woman, and Monica gets her powers from what show? This is a trivia question. WandaVision. WandaVision. Which so I you, was proud of myself for. For knowing that. You said it in there, too. You were like, wait. Yeah, in the movies, I turned to him, and I was like, because she said that she got her powers from walking through a witch's hex field. Mm-hmm. And I go, that happened at the end of, of WandaVision, WandaVision, right? Yes. And he was like, yeah. And I'm so proud, because although I watch all of the mcu minus some shows i haven't caught up on all the shows (laughs) i haven't caught up on all the shows um i don't remember a lot i don't retain a lot so the fact that i remember that i was like oh yes yeah i was proud of you too for that for sure so monica then got her powers then Mm -hmm. um which is great for monica I'm, i'm i'm rocking with monica rambo and then kamala khan she stars in her own show called miss marvel She's a teenage girl who is obsessed with Captain Marvel, which yeah. is why she calls herself Miss Marvel. She thinks she'll never meet uh, Captain Marvel. She gets her powers from a bracelet that her uh, grandmother passed down to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't know that the bracelet is is an ancient artifact. Powerful, yeah. There's also another bracelet, and that is pretty much the 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 crux of the movie of Miss Marvel. So there is a villain who is a member of the Cree. So now we're getting into the, uh, we're getting kind of to the Star Wars territory, right? We're like all of these different people and uh, cultures and people. So it's basically a war between the Cree and I won't, I won't even say a war, the Cree and um, the, oh my gosh, what are the, what are the green people? Oh my gosh, what are the green people? Oh, I am literally, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me bring it in real quick. Okay. I was finna say a flurgan, but those are the cats. Okay. They change shapes. Scrolls. The scrolls. Oh my God. How did I forget that? So the Cree and the scrolls basically have this, this, uh, this treaty, this peace treaty. And Captain Marvel destroyed basically the Cree's home base because she hit through their AI or whatever. So she's the villain because she wants to get all this power and she wants to steal all the power from these different uh, planets that Captain Marvel loves and stuff like that. So that is pretty much the synopsis of the film. And because she has that, um, she steals the wristband. Every time they use their powers, they ended up entangling. So it's pretty comical, but as we always know from the top, zero to 100, what do you rate it? I would rate it, hmm, good question. I think I would rate it like 87. So you give it an 87. IMDB gives it a 6 out of 10. Metacrit- Metascore gave it a 50, which is crazy. What is Metascore? Metacritic. Metacritic's just like another um, editorial. Oh. But here we go. Like, here's some, here's some, um, some people who are reviewing it. This has 66 review, I said 56 reviews. 
Uh, somebody from Screen Rant gave it a 90. Empire gave it an 80. Consequent gave it a 75. Collider gave it a 75. The Hollywood Reporter gave it a 70. And then a lot of people gave it a 60 or below. So that's how they come up with a score for Metacritic.com. Um, hmm. Now, I don't necessarily trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore because I already knew that they was doing some shady business, but then it came out that they were anyway. Like people were paying? Yeah, they was paying for like uh, for good... Anything that was certified fresh, basically people were paying for it. Well, they course. was paying for good reviews. So I'm going to just start trusting IMDb because look how many uh, ratings they have for 47K. Dang. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. A lot of people on IMDb who are rating this movie. So you give it an 87. I would probably give it about a 74. Really? Yeah, I give it a 74. But I think I don't think 74 is a bad score. I think okay. an 80, you gave it 87? Mm-hmm. I think 87 is a really good score, and I think 74 is a good score. Yeah. Um, because I think most things fall between the 40 and the 60. Okay. And here's here's why. I thought wholeheartedly this was some of the best fight scenes and actions in the entire MCU catalog. I think this, the action was really good. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Shang-Chi, you haven't watched Shang-Chi, but Shang- Shang-Chi has the best. Hands down has the best. Actually, now that I'm thinking back, I'd like to change my score. Okay. I give it like an 83. Okay, so we dropped four points. Yeah, I give it like an 83. Still a really good score. Thinking about some of the scenes where I was just like, uh, okay. We'll talk about that, right? We'll okay. talk about that. So I think the fighting was great, and I think the fighting, they could have had more fighting scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's good. I think the story was very average, right? I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of like the, the villain. That's the, something happened to my planet. Now I have to kill your planet type of villain. Yeah. That, that Thanos played that out. That's all of them. Right. The only ones that was different was really Loki, right? Loki had like a relationship tie to thor right and then he kind of came around a little bit so he went from being a a, a villain i was about to say is he a villain or is he like an anti-hero okay taylor swift (laughs) i know you're gonna try to work taylor in here somehow (laughs) okay um either way like at least his his trajectory was different right Mm -hmm. the uh thor love and thunder the villain in that trajectory was different it was about it wasn't about like you destroy my planet right it was about his relationship with his daughter and he did everything for this king and the king did nothing for him type mm-hmm. of thing right so it was like overthrow the king um so i'm kind of tired of that story i think that story is very average it's very predictable we know it every single time they get very power hungry and they they ignore every single signal that's given to them about like hey i think this is just too much power which how many times did her right hand man tell her in the movie the villain if you do this, you're gonna die. Yeah. You don't have you don't have enough. It's you don't have enough much, power. Yeah. That's too much. Did she listen? No, of course because not. They never do. None of the villains ever do. So I want to see a villain that's more even. Even Kang the Conqueror's um, arc was going to be a little bit more interesting, but now they're talking about how they're trying to move away from Kang the Conqueror. Why? <sighs> so there's two reasons why. So if y'all watched, um, what was that? That was uh, that was Ant Man and the Wasp, right? Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. And that movie, according to like the MCU, kind of flopped, right? People were saying, but I think Jonathan Major's performance as Kang was incredible. Did you? Um, I'm trying to even remember. When did Quantumania come out? Uh, last year. I don't think I've seen it yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did I go see that by myself? Oh, it came out this year. Oh, earlier this year. Like, in the first quarter, right? February, yeah. Yes. I don't, yeah, I don't think I went to see that. Oh, Lord. Okay, so we have to watch that. And I think that you might have the same feeling as most people had, which was that Kang is supposed to be, and if you know anything about comics, Kang is like, he's exactly what he is. He's a conqueror. He's like the next Thanos. And that's what they were building him up to be. It was like, okay, we had our Thanos, which spanned 20 years. If you, if you think about this, 
Thanos' arc spanned 20 years. This one was supposed, this next was supposed to be Kang, right? Right. However, I think they they messed the storyline up a little bit because Kang gets defeated by by Ant-Man and his daughter in the first movie. Like, that's kind of unbelievable. Like, if he was going to, you have to use a bigger hero to beat Kang. Right. To make me believe that you beat Kang. And right now, in this phase... If he's phase, supposed to be, like, the new exactly, Thanos. Exactly. In this phase, who That do took you, everyone to defeat. Who do you have that's supposed to be that guy, right? We don't got the Iron Mans no more. Maybe there will be somebody who emerges, but nobody really has right now in this phase. So, that, so the story was a little bit unbelievable, but Jonathan Majors did a fantastic job as Kang the Conqueror. He is believable. Okay. Very believable. But then you have to bring in now... Jonathan Major's legal trouble. I was about to say, isn't he in some hot water? Yes. Like personally? Yes. And he end up he may end up getting off. And I say getting off being like a full reversal, where he ends up being like the victim. Disrespect, not that speculation. Really? This is this is information that has been going back and forth about who has been whatever. Interesting. So there's been there's I been new information that, that come to light. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. But they want to try to stay far away from that. Particularly when you're talking about, so they're they're trying to say I think it's because of his legal trouble, but they're trying to spin it on the lack of success mm. of that movie. Like they can't just say, oh, you know, Jonathan Majors in legal trouble, we have to go a different direction because he did such a damn good job. If you ask anybody who watched the movies, everybody hated Quantumanium, but they loved Jonathan Majors as Kane. I would like to see the numbers of Quantumania versus the first Ant Man versus the first Ant Man. Let's look it up. Which one are you going to look up? Well, I have Quantumania up. Okay, I'm going to put the first Ant-Man. All right. So the first Ant-Man came out in 2015. Okay. So money was different. <laughs> Very different, but the budget says it was 130 to $170 million. It ended up in a box office with uh, just under $520 million. Mm. What about Quantumania? Quantumania says four hundred and seventy-six million. As a box office, um, the budget was two hundred million, and box office was four hundred and seventy-six million. So it made less in box office, which also means if you think about in today's time, right? Five hundred nineteen million dollars in two thousand fifteen is different than five hundred nineteen million dollars today. Mm-hmm. So. If it made four hundred and nine, four hundred something million dollars in today's money, not only did it make less, it made considerably less money than the first Ant Man. Yeah. Okay. Huh. On on a more budget. But I feel like it wasn't. Which I didn't see the first Ant Man when it came out either. I think I just watched it like a couple years ago. But I don't think that the Quantumania was like hyped up. You know. Well, yeah, it's because people are saying. But honestly, I didn't see a lot of hype for the Marvels either. It's because people say there's an MCU fatigue. Mm. I don't think... Because there's constantly something coming out? I mean, yeah. But also, I think people just kind of gave up after Endgame. Because um, Endgame was like a, okay, this is a good where we end. I, I think for the casual viewer. Yeah. For sure. But because they know MCU was smart coming out with the villains and the heroes that people knew. But people aren't familiar with Captain Marvel. Yeah. People aren't familiar with Shang-Chi. People aren't familiar with Moon Knight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the what we're, what we're basically having is this. People who are like, this phase of Marvel sucks, I don't believe, they're, they're really not Marvel fans. Okay. They're, they're not comic fans. They're not Marvel fans. They just saw the MCU and they want their Tony Stark back. Mm. Right. You're not getting Tony back. Well, actually, here in the latest news, you might actually get Tony back. Really? Apparently, they're talking about doing a deal where they bring him back in the multiverse, which I think is the worst thing that's happened to the MCU. The multiverse? Yes. Yeah, I don't like it. It's too much. The multiverse is the worst thing that happens to the MCU, but they have to use it from a business standpoint. They and It happens in the comics, but from a business standpoint, they have to use it to introduce other things. Yeah. We can't get X-Men... If we don't use the multiverse, which is exactly what they just did. Right. Right. Which I've never been into X-Men. So that's oh, I why I was like, who is that? Yeah. You were like, what, what is this? Oh, we're, now we're talking about the cutscene. But 
we can't get X-Men. We can't get Deadpool with Wolverine mm. if we don't have a multiverse. So they have to have a multiverse. And if there's a multiverse, that means the Tony Stark died in ours, but he didn't die in everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, but is he like... It's not the same Tony Stark. No, it can't. It's, no, of course not. So then it's like not the character that we all know and love. No, but Tony's probably such a great actor and there'll be great enough writers that will fall in love with that one again. Oh, but there will be people who are like going to be like, oh, this isn't the same Iron Man. I don't love. Of course they're going to be. But those are the people who, are, again, I say don't like Marvel. They just want to see Tony Stark. They want that nostalgia. They want to feel like they felt when they first saw the first couple of Iron Mans or whatever. And I think if people remember phase two of the MCU... To me, that was the most garbage part of the MCU. What was phase two? Okay, let's look it up. <laughs> this is this is a long time ago. So, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not how you spell phase two. We should just go through the phases, but I don't want to do that. Here we go. Marvel Cinematic Universe phase two. Are you ready for this? Yes. Phase two was Iron Man 3. Absolute trash. Thor Dark World, absolute trash. Captain America the Winter Soldier, not trash. Not trash. It was good. Guardians of the Galaxy, good. People hate Avengers Age of Ultron, mm. and people really didn't like Ant Man either. So we talk about a phase of the MCU that wasn't great. It was definitely phase two. Yeah. I actually do think I like Ant Man versus Wasp. Better than the first Ant-Man? Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people didn't like uh, Ant-Man. So then we got into phase four, which really started in 2021. And that's what started the multiverse phase, right? So we started with Black Widow. People weren't rocking with Black Widow. But remember, Black Widow yeah. came out, though, at a wrong time because of COVID. If Black Widow would have came out the time it was supposed to come out, I think it would have been fine. Then we got Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which to me was not only a good film... The action was the best action of all MCU. I still haven't seen that either. You get the Eternals, which uh, Eternals was like an okay film. Probably the worst out of all of these. Then you get Spider-Man No Way Home. And you remember how it was in the theaters when Spider-Man No Way Home came out. This is when all the Spider-Mans was coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an incredible moment, was it not? It was amazing. It was a good movie, was it not? It was a great movie. Then you get Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which was basically a Wanda uh, movie. That movie, and it's so sad because I I like Doctor Strange. That movie, didn't like it. I okay, But I think they should have not named it Doctor Strange. It was uh, a thousand percent a Wanda movie. Yeah. Like, they literally just should have named yeah. it the Scarlet Witch or something like that. I don't know. Uh, then you got Thor Love and Thunder, which was... Eh. You got Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Which Love and I, Thunder was just funny. Yeah, it was just funny. That was it. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which was I it was a, still a good movie. Man. It was not the first Black Panther, but it was still a good movie. And it, it introduced an entire new world, which was the water world mm -hmm. with uh Nemur. So that's not a bad phase, especially when that's just, I think, um TV shows. So that's phase four. Now we're in phase five. Right? Where we're talking about movies. This is not even TV shows. We get Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which I thought was not good. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was one of the best MCU movies of all time. Oh, I cried so much. It, it was, to me, it's one of the, it's, it's a, it could be film of the year, but it's definitely one of the best MCU films of all time, tier one. We get The Marvels, which was a good movie. Mm -hmm. We're getting Deadpool 3. Excited. Which I'm very excited about, but should be a good movie. What There hasn't been a Deadpool there hasn't yet been that a bad hasn't Deadpool, been good. Yeah. And then we get a new Captain America. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I liked the show. Okay. And you haven't watched the show. I like that where they're going with Captain America because it's exactly how they did uh, in the comics and stuff too. So I'm with that. And if we talk about series, look at, look at the series that came out. Secret Invasion. I don't care what nobody say. Tough. Secret Invasion was tough. Loki's tough. What if tough? We're getting Agatha, Darkhood, uh, Darkhold Diaries, Ironheart, Daredevil, a new Daredevil. Tough. We Agatha. Even, yeah. Remember she was like the, from uh, one division. Yeah. 
Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We getting some, and she was look. She was a little star of the show in Wandavision. She Let's was. go to Phase Four TV shows. Since y'all thought uh, the movies uh, could have been whack, let's go to the series. WandaVision, tough. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, tough. Loki, tough. Hawkeye, tough. Moon Knight was good. Miss Marvel, tough. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. And She-Hulk, you tell me She-Hulk wasn't good. Was it good or was it not good? It was good. I didn't Thank finish you. it. I'm I'm terrible with the show. She Hulk was good. People were just mad at the CGI and maybe some of the content, but it was a good show and it can continue to be good. So I don't know why people are so fatigued that like Marvel's just putting out trash and Marvel sucks now. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You're not keeping up because maybe there's too much for you to watch, but you're missing out because I haven't even watched the second season of Loki. And every, all everybody's talking about is the second season of Loki. Yeah. I haven't watched it either. So Marvel's still been on. It's, it's going to be on. And they're going to drop the X-Men in. And I'm finna be lit. So shout out to Marvel. But we're still talking about the Marvels. But that's why. I feel like people, there's a fatigue. People just don't want to go see the MCU movies as much as they wanted to. But I think there will be one movie that will turn the tides. I don't know what it is. And people will want to go back. Mm. And get caught up because they're not having fear Deadpool. of missing out. <laughs> it might be Deadpool, but it's gonna it's it's finna span so far, especially when we get the um, X Men crossover. Yeah, which will start at Deadpool. And if they even bring back some old characters, even if it's multiverse, if they bring back a Tony Stark, or if they bring back a Captain America, or whatever, do you know what it's gonna do for MCU? Mm. People are going to be like, oh, I have to go back and watch all the other stuff because it's not going to make sense. Yeah. So from a business standpoint, I hate that they have to do this and that they're, they're thinking about doing it, but I'll understand if they do it. Right. Because they have to recoup well, their money. It's kind of like with the shows because if you didn't watch WandaVision, how would you have known? Monica got her powers? Right. Yeah, I mean, she you know, dropped it in there. I mean, she said it, but like... It doesn't hit the Okay, same. you have to be like, okay, witch. Who's a witch? Right. Scarlet Witch. Wanda. Right. You know? All I'm asking for people is, if you're going to be a fan of something, just be like, just dive into it. Go with the goods and bad. That's but the great a thing lot. about it. There's a lot. That's why I haven't lot, watched but all that's the shows. Like, that's, that's a cool part about it in life in general. It's like, okay, get out of the expectation that everything that you're going to view or, in, or, or, or intake is going to be just life-changing. Yeah. It's not. Most things in life are going to be just average. Mm-hmm. And... You might be like, oh, that was good. I enjoyed the ride. That's it. That's all we're asking to say. Did you enjoy the ride? Yeah. You know, was it somewhat memorable? That's cool. But did you enjoy the time that you spent with the material? That's a part of being a fan. Is that if you're a a, a sports fan, like we're both Eagles fans, when we're up, we're going to be, we're going to enjoy the ride. And when we're down, it sucks. But we have hope for something better to come. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the MCU, or you say you are, Dedicate to it. Watch the shows. You don't have to go read the comics because it's a cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. Watch the movies. Don't think that every single time you watch a movie or a show, it's supposed to just like change your life and be the greatest thing you ever watch. I promise you, you will also leave these shows like, I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. There hasn't been a show yet where I haven't been like, oh, this sucked. That's how I felt about um, the Marvels. I think... That I really, it made me go back and start watching Miss Marvel because her family is so funny. They're hilarious. And that entire show, I told you, I was like, that's the whole show. Yeah. They're funny. The it whole was like show. a nice, um, like realistic perspective. Yes. You know what it, it was? It reminds me of Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah. That, that's why I think, and some people think this is a, a controversial opinion, but I think Tom Holland Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man. No, I do. I do too. He is the most personable. He's the most down to earth. He's the most neighborhood friendly. Now, at some point, Spider Man grows up. Yeah. And I think Tom will be able to portray that as well, like really well as well, like he did in the last Spider Man movie. So, I, I just if you're gonna be a fan of it, I say stick with it, watch all the stuff, and um, I think you will be surprised. But here's what I didn't like about the Marvels. I thought the story was okay. I thought the action was good, but I think there were some moments where. The characters missed on um, their relationships. Yeah. Like those moments really either felt ill-advised, like they were placed poorly, or they just simply fell flat. Yeah. Like the drama between 
Yes, the three. Carol. And- right. Like, you're forming a team, and the team should go through some ups, have some funny moments, and then they should go through, like, some time where the team is not gelling, right? Right. Because that's what teams do. They go through, like, a time where they're like, man, we can't get it right. Right. That's, that's like, everything. The Avengers went through it. I think the big moment was, do you remember when the Avengers were um, in the plane, and Loki was in that... Um, like the the jail that's pretty much in the sky and they were all arguing about the scepter mm-hmm. and that's when captain america and tony stark were kind of going back and forth about yeah, yeah, yeah oh you're just a billionaire playboy and yada, yada yada right that was their team that was loki sowing the seeds of doubt in their team and their team had uh, a very bad moment where they split up right mm-hmm. but it was so believable in that moment that they would have this it just felt like in the marvels those moments that were taking place where Carol would like cry. Or whatever. It just didn't feel like she deserved to like, it, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it wasn't that serious. It wasn't that deep. I can't really tell that y'all had that, that much of a connection for you to be like, I'm so sorry. I thought I, here was the weirdest thing ever. Okay. I have to watch this again to maybe like, to see if I'm, if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> So basically, Monica's pretty much holding this grudge against Captain Marvel, right? Because for leaving. For because she left and never came back. And when she left, she told Monica as a kid, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna come right back, or I'll be back." But she never came back. So Monica grew up with that resentment because Monica got blipped during the snap, and when she came back, Monica's mom was dead. Mm-hmm. And so when Monica needed somebody the most, nobody was there. Nobody was there. So Monica has been holding that resentment against Captain Marvel. But do you remember when Captain Marvel was telling her about how she essentially uh, uh, destroyed the Kree? Mm-hmm. And she, she goes, I just, I, I had to fix that before I came back because I didn't want you to think, you know, that I'm the Annihilator or whatever, as they kept calling her. I wanted right, to right, fix right. that before I came back to you. And in my head, I was thinking, what the f- does that have to do with anything? With anything, Monica yeah. Monica knows nothing about the Kree and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What? That's what I mean by it was like, that part was like poor writing. Right. Okay. That was unbelievable. Like, there, there's no tie. Monica has no tie to the Kree. Like, so she I, doesn't know about that. I had I no idea that you destroyed a planet. I don't yeah. care that you destroyed a planet. I didn't hear no rumblings about you destroying a planet. All I know is that you weren't there for me. That's it. Yeah. You know, so I, those type of moments, like when people, and I don't know, maybe, uh, I'm just joking, I'm about to say, maybe the writers... Went on strike and it had to finish that. Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> that was just poor. That was poor, right? I thought the moment was strong enough when Miss Marvel punched the, the hyper jump to get out, right? She made a tough decision to get mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. That felt good. That felt good because we saw earlier that Carol made it a very tough decision in the movie. Right. And so, okay, this was, and, and what was the, the, the face that Kamala had when, when Captain Marvel was like, we have to save who we can. What did I tell you in the movie theater? Her hero just died. Her hero just died. She just saw that it's not all fun and games flying around and saving people. Mm-hmm. You don't get to save everybody when you're a hero sometimes. Some people have to die. And so Kamala was like, I can't believe you're just leaving these people behind. And then she had to make a decision herself. Right. And so I was like, okay, here comes the tension. And then it just fell super And flat. then they were just like, okay, yeah. you're a kid. A, a two-minute uh, scene in the field. Yeah. And they, they, they cried for a second, and they hugged it out, and they went back on the ship. Yeah. I wish there was more after that, too, because she did, like, freak out and press a button. Yeah. And I feel like it was so... Especially when you talk about the Marvels, what I think one of the things you care a lot about when it comes to these films is that it's like it's portrayal of like women. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just felt like that. Some sometimes those scenes to me feel like more of a disservice. The like super emotional ones. Yeah, like when, especially when they've been shown to be like super duper logical. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. It just is like. Did y'all, was some men in the room wrote, like they wrote this? And then said, Probably. But I don't know, because it says Neil was the like head writer, That's you know, true. or whatever. So I'm like, 
I don't, or maybe that's my own bias and like how superheroes should be and they should be what I think is strong. And I'm not saying that's not strong. So everybody's going to come in the comments and be like, you're sexist. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that like, to me, it seems as if it's somewhat of a disservice for a moment that's so powerful to be kind of overran by like everybody's crying and they do this group hug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't That's know. fair. Which could be a little bit more powerful there, but yeah, I think that scene fell flat too. I remember watching them walk off the ship, and I was like, hmm. "I feel like we could have had more here." Oh, hundred percent. There was even no. This is this is so nitpicky, but there was even no tension in the location of where they were. Yeah, they were like in this what in seemingly field. field to be like this cornfield or something. I don't know, some sort of crop field, and and for miles. As far as the eye could see, there was nothing around. Right. So yeah, could you could you get the feeling of isolation? For sure, if it was maybe one person, mm-hmm. the landscape is telling you, oh, this person feels so alone. They're just a speck on this planet, but there's three of them. Yeah. Right. Like there was no tension even in the environment for me to get cues off of. Like, should this be a tense moment or not? Yeah. And then she told her the whole story about the planet. And I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with Monica? (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, son. But that happened like two or three times. Here's another time that happened. I thought it was very corny. This was the corniest thing ever. Y'all, they're on a ship. They're fighting this villain. By the way, she was fine. (laughs) Okay. She's very pretty. She she was fine. She's very pretty. Anyway, nonetheless, every. If she's one-on-one, she'd whoop everybody ass. Yeah. Okay, she was cold. She had a little little scepter and her little bangle wrist bracelet. She was whooping everybody so ass. you said that there were two. She had the other she one. She had the other one. Yeah. Yes, she had the other one. And she was trying to get Miss Marvel's second one so that she can become the most powerful and, restru- and restore her, uh, her planet, Hala. So <laughs> they're fighting her as a team, the Marvels, and they win. Right. But this whole time, have you noticed they never killed nobody? Right. But the villain is now getting, you know, she hit like something and she's about to die. Sorry if y'all hear Perry. Perry, Perry, can you chill, buddy? We're trying to record a podcast. So can you be quiet? <laughs> Thank you. Come here. But like sit. Thank you. Or go sit on her, but don't, we got to chill. Okay. Look, 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 go over there. Call him, baby. Perry. There you go. Just chill. Okay. So they're on the ship. They use their powers and apparently like, you know, like cement fell on the girl and it stabbed her. So she's going to die mm-hmm. and she's about to die. And they have this like girl power moment, right? Where it's three of them and they go from just whooping her ass <laughs> and killing her to immediately like, this isn't right. You have enough power to, to, to save her planet. You could go in there and restart the AI and it will save Hala. Right? Like, they haven't been about... If that was the case, they could have just the whole time. Right. But only when they got to the point where they were about to kill her, and then, out of nowhere, there's no... You would think there would be more of a discussion. Captain Marvel just says, I've never done that before. (laughs) Right? And then Monica goes, well, you just saw what we all did, you know? I haven't done any of this Yeah, we haven't done any of this, but when we're pushed to the limit, we can do what we need to do. And then Carol looks at the girl, the villain who has been whooping their ass all movie, and says, you're right, for Hala. And she goes over there and takes the brick off the girl, the cement, whatever, off the girl that's killing her, and is going to uh, basically save the planet and save the girl. And of course, the girl lies. Right. Because she's a villain. Yeah, I won't hurt you. Just help me live. (laughs) And she gets the thing. She knocks everybody down. She takes uh, Miss Marvel, so uh, Kamala Khan. Yeah, Kamala Khan. And she takes her bracelet. And she starts stealing the sun. And she goes outside. And she uses the bracelet. But the bracelet is too powerful. And she fucking dies. So all that is for naught. And she creates a ripple in the space-time continuum. And in order for the ripple to be fixed, Monica Rambeau has to go on the other side of the ripple. To use her powers to fix the ripple. 
and presumably never be heard from again in that timeline. Right, because now she's in a different multiverse. Trash. Yeah, they really said Monica Rambo, your time here. Now, is done. if they turn Monica Rambo into Storm, mm. because that's what it looked like, I'm I'm rocking with it. Yeah, but it's just it was just in that moment of y'all were really just beating her head, <laughs> and she finna die. And as soon as she got the little stab wound, she's ah on the ground. They, I mean, the music stopped. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like being in the bar, ding ding. And then somebody walk in, it's like ding 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 ding, and everybody look at it. Like yep. that's how fast it stopped. And then y'all to have this like, we shouldn't kill her. Nobody has a British accent. I know. I just felt like it would just do more. You know what I'm saying? In this moment, I felt like it would do more. To go from that to that was just wild. I thought it was bad. And then in the end, for her to just literally fly through Halal's son. Remember that? Yes, like, it, it didn't re- even show that it was hard. It looked so easy. Why no, didn't you do why that? Why didn't you do it the whole time? Yeah. The entire time. No, literally, it was just like, okay, I'm here. Now I'm going to do this. She flew through. She supercharged herself. Like, she remember when she flew through the ship in Endgame? Yes. That's what she did to their son. And restarted the sun. And the sun gave birth back to, the, to Hala, which is the Kree's planet. So she she righted her wrong, essentially. She could have done that the entire time. You're going to tell me that that was the simple fix? And you went through all of that BS? Right. Or that? Right. That's why I'm hovering in the 70s. But the fighting was good. The comedy was great. The uh, The look of it was great. The comedy was great. That's what got me at 70. If the comedy wasn't great and the fighting wasn't great, this is a very poor movie. Yeah. I agree with that, actually. I agree with that now that we've discussed. So, there but you go. ahead. I think I still leave my rating in 83 because I, I, I really did enjoy it. I love, I'm going to watch it again. That's the thing. It has rewatchability. It does have rewatchability. So, when it comes out on streaming, I want to watch it again, particularly because the fight scenes and the comedy. The comedy. Um, Samuel L. Jackson has never been funnier. Agreed. And he didn't even have a lot of parts where he's talking. But he's never been funnier. The bit where there's they they live, she's a princess on a planet that where they're singing the whole time. That's hilarious. That was that funny. is a hilarious bit. Somebody was in a writer's room, like, hey, imagine if she was a princess on a planet where everything they did, they just sang. It was a musical the entire time. Yeah. Right? But of course, also. I think they get away with it. And I say get away with, I think they tested it out or were able to do this because this was a woman's film, right? I mm. think people would be mad. I'm not mad because I love musicals and I thought it was a genius idea. But I think the MCU guys, right? The MCU boys, imagine throwing that bit into a, a Tony Stark Iron Man film. Yeah. They'd be like, what true. the hell is this? That's true. Right? You could only throw that into a Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Or into this film. Or Thor. I could see it in a... Well, like Love and Thunder, which I guess people didn't love, so never mind. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You had to throw it because Guardians of the Galaxy started with music. Mm-hmm. The in the end game, I'm mean, the end game. The end scene of the first one was a dance battle, right? So you can throw that into a Guardians, but you for this it made the most sense, I guess maybe. But I loved it. I thought it was great. The comedy was great. The fight scenes were great. Um, everything as far as the um, the props and the costumes, I think were fantastic. As they always do, they always do a great job with that stuff. All of those things bring it up from the 55 where I, I probably would have put it, put it to the 72 where I have it now. Okay. So if you have not seen the Marvel Rules, it has been, forget Rotten Tomatoes, it's been Press Next approved. We think <laughs> it's a movie that you should see. Should you spend your dollar on it? Yes or no? Yeah. I would spend your dollar on it as well. I'll say yeah. Indeed, get you some popcorn, especially if you got a free ticket. Get you some popcorn, get you some drinks, go to the movies, see this film. If you don't see it in films, when it hits Disney Plus, watch it with your kids. I think it was a kid friendly movie too. Yeah, it was. So if you got a family, this is the this is the movie to watch. If you want some context for everything, watch Captain Marvel, watch Miss Marvel the show, and watch WandaVision, and you will then be caught up at least on the three characters who are 
in the show in the show or in the movie right or secret invasion if you want to get caught up on um samuel L. jackson's character nick fury uh, other than that we're gonna get up out your hair thank y'all for staying around listen to our movie review of the marvels and the rest of our episode and i am excited to tell you that we will be we'll be back with a, a banger episode at some point we're gonna bring in uh somebody who is very important to us a lovely dear friend of ours who just also happened to be on a TV show. On a Netflix show. On a Netflix show. A very good Netflix show, actually. It actually it is really a, good. Watch it was a really good show. Surviving Paradise. Surviving on Paradise. Uh, we will have that conversation. So if y'all stick around, you will hear that. But anyway. All right. Thanks for listening with us. And when you're watching TV and it asks, are you still watching? Always press next. Every time. Bye. Bye.